When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey guys, this is a brief interview I did at Creature Feature Weekend. It was part of the Labine Brothers Q&A. I really am proud with how this episode turned out. I hope y'all enjoy it too. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, everybody. You are the loyal Labine fiends that came out for this Q&A session. Or you just wanted some air conditioning. That is know. also an option. Valid options yeah. either way. Popcorn, air conditioning, why not? So I am Matt Kelly from the Horror Movie Night podcast, and I am very excited to be moderating the Labine Brother panel here uh, <laughs> as a fan of both of these men's work. Uh, so I will let them introduce themselves to all of y'all, and then we are going to just dive into a conversation about careers. Cool. I'm Tyler <laughs> <Yeah>. Labine. <laughs> I'm Kyle Labine, but actually my name is Jonathan, so people call me Johnny. Um, okay, should we start rapping? <laughs> yeah. uh, so I want to start with Kyle because I witnessed truly a magical moment yesterday <laughs> when Kyle <laughs> Kanye Wested Tom Savini in the middle of a panel and straight up said, I'm going to let you finish, Tom, <laughs> and then proceeded to hijack a Friday the 13th versus Halloween panel to express that Freddy is better than both of them <laughs> before you just left without saying goodbye to anyone. <laughs> I waved. Um, no, I, I wasn't trying to be rude. I, 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 I don't think Kanye West is either. But um, no, I, I, I came to the panel. I was asked if I wanted to come, and I was stepping away from the booth. And I came, and I sat there for about five minutes. Well, um, I, Tom Savini has some wonderful things to say, but um, he was I, wasn't, I wasn't coming here to be a spectator at the Tom Savini panel. So... Um, <laughs> You know, he had some cool things to say, and then I just kind of said, hey, I'm going to speak up for a second and kind of say a few things that I came here to say, and uh, and then it kind of, you know, went back into the Tom Savini panel, and I was like, uh, it's been a pleasure. So, you know, I <laughs> had some stuff to do. Uh, I think go back and try to sign autographs for people. So, yeah. I think you started your question with, I don't think I'm supposed to be here, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. So, yeah, and I, I, do, I do maintain that. Uh, uh, I don't know about better. I mean, he's. A, I think he's scarier. I think he's the more efficient killing machine. 
And you have the, I think you're the only, are you the only actor who's faced off against Freddy, Jason, and Michael Myers? I feel like if you're not, it's a very small number. I feel like once upon a time, I was the only person. I feel like maybe there's one other person that's gone into that group. But yeah, as far as people who've been in the Friday the 13th, Nightmare on the the Elm Street, and uh, (laughs) and, uh, and the the Halloween, um, uh, yeah, I think I might be the only one. There you go. And Tyler, I... I, uh, I bumped into you on the elevator yesterday, and I swear I didn't ask to be on the same floor as you, but uh, I immediately told you that I have been a fan of yours since I randomly stumbled upon a movie called Evil Alien Conquerors at the video store and discovered Krogar. (laughs) Kroger. 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 Um, like Roker, like Al yes. Roker. Yeah. Quick show of hands. Anybody else? Yeah. Seen has that anyone movie ever here? even heard of this movie? That I'm you talking about. Is it just the three people on the? <laughs> yeah, I didn't stage. think so. That that's how odd that was. That's I was like, you what? You I like feel like we much? need a, a a reenactment of what Kroger. Yeah. Can you does. show them what Kroger does? I'm sure do your voice is. Do you want me to do you your guys, voice? Do you guys you don't care hurt? to see that? <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. All right. So here here's the setup. All right. <laughs> uh, my character's an, uh, a guy named a guy a creature named Kroger. Uh, who is a hundred-foot-tall giant on the planet of Kabij, uh, and he eats people's heads. Like, if you do anything wrong on the planet of Kabij, you are brought to Croker, and he just eats your head. It's a comedy. It's yeah. a comedy, by the way. It's Chris Matheson who wrote the Bill and Ted uh, movies. Yep. Um, and it's me and Dietrich Bader and Chris Parnell. And uh, in a weird twist of fate, Tori Spelling... I don't know how that <laughs> happened. Um, anyway, my character uh, gets sent down to Earth... After uh, Mayek and Doug fail to behead the entire human race in three days, and uh, my job is to kill them and bring their bodies back to Kabij. But when I get sent to Earth, I get shrunk down to six feet tall, but my character is in full denial and has no idea that he's not a giant anymore. So <laughs> he walks around like don't, this. Don't mess up your vocal. Do you want me to do the sounds? No, no, he walks around like this. He, like, when he first comes down to Earth, he's like, sound effects and then every time I speak in the movie um, I yell at the top of my fucking lungs uh, sorry there's kids in here I yell at the top and he's like I don't care uh, <laughs> I didn't let him in uh, I yell at the top of my lungs which sounds a little bit like Aah! yeah I am Kroger I am 100 feet tall. Anyway, and then he becomes I, a salesperson somehow. It's a very weird yeah, movie, and I but kill it's people, and I'm, and then I end up becoming a, uh, yeah, uh, like a pitch man on television. Yeah, <laughs> like the Home Shopping Network. Yeah, it's a strange <laughs> movie, but highly recommend yeah. it. But Irreparable sh- vocal cord damage. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's result. another thing. I, I, I damaged my vocal cords so bad that they never recovered. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I want to see show of hands. So, so are we here? Are we here because we're a fan of the multiple times you played a stoner on the X Files? Oh. Like, let's see, hands for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. How about nice. how about the fuck 'em chuck 'em football in uh, Zachary? Fuck 'em chuck 'em football. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of that. Huck it. Uh, we Huck got some it, hardcore Reaper it. fans out here. That was a big one for me. <laughs> um, the most underrated show that was ever put on Hulu, Deadbeat. We got some fans yeah. of that up here. Yeah. Or is it Tucker and Dale? <laughs> which <laughs> Side, side or note. is it Freddy versus Jason? Freddy versus Jason. Woo! <laughs> so side note, when I was writing down all of the movies that I'm like, I need to mention these, uh, 
I got distracted, and at one point I wrote down Tucker and Dale make a porno, <laughs> and I was oh, like, there, man. there's the sequel we need. <laughs> yeah, we, I actually really like that <laughs> for a lot of reasons. But we, uh, when we were making the movie, it was immediately apparent. We were like, oh, shit, we could franchise this. And uh, we came up with Tucker and Dale go to Yale, um, <laughs> which is just funny, <laughs> just funny to say. Uh, Tucker versus Dale. That one could be yeah. the, fi the final installment. Uh, Tucker and Dale go to jail. Um, that's a little Ernest goes to jail, but you know, homage, Tuck, homage. Tucker and Dale I mean, learn to read Braille. I mean, it's top-notch Ernest, yeah. at least. Uh, uh, fuck it and bail. <laughs> Tucker, Tucker and Dale, the Holy Grail. Oh, oh, <laughs> Tucker and Dale, the search for the Holy Grail. Oh, my God. And then we actually wrote uh, the earliest iterations of a sequel that we wrote uh, was like Tucker and Dale in like the the hills have eyes kind of scenario, uh, but really we just think they're a bunch of people who need help, uh, and we want, we want help, but they're trying to murder us, and we have no idea they're trying to eat us, and yeah, it was pretty funny. Also, I've done a really bad job of mentioning there is a microphone up in the middle there. If anyone has questions, any cues they want to a, Q you can line up. But in the Q meantime, <laughs> Megan, I, I Megan, would you like up? to ask just your hand a few up? questions? <laughs> I do have a question for you. When you were showing up to the set of Zach and Mary Make a Porno, yeah. at any point did you pull Kevin aside and say, hey, if, if Jason's not available, my brother did a great job of being him in a horror movie a couple of years ago. Yeah, I pitched him hard. <laughs> I pitched him hard. How, I do want to know how that all came to be, because I know they made a joke about that even in the documentaries that they've made, but like, was that in the script to kind of go for that? Or was that like a conscious decision of yours or? Yeah, they wrote, um, we can't call this character Jason Muse, but just Jason Muse. <laughs> that was actually the character's name when they were developing it for the first about six iterations. Uh, no, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I don't really think there are similarities between the two characters. We just kind of look a little bit alike. Yeah, and I mean, we're it's both, mostly that. Uh, <laughs> both potheads in our respective kind of characters. Um, and all the times I said snoochie doochies. <laughs> in retrospect, I should have laid off the snoochie doochies. That, you know, I mean, I was saying like doochie poochies, but I think it was too derivative yeah. for sure. Yeah. No, I do think that, yeah, I think you're right. There, there's like, it's a stoner. They kind of look similar. They have long hair. Like, no one's saying like, Jason Muse is ripping off the guy from Dazed and Confused. Like, they yeah. also look and talk similarly. So, bullshit, I say. I and I'll this, take the compliment. I have the same shirt as that kid right there. <laughs> you the have Adidas the same shirt? Yeah, the Adidas shirt, yeah. You're also rocking some sweet kicks, both of you up here. Thank you. I know. You're like I, a regular Run DMC up here. We're sponsored by Adidas. <laughs> I know, too many laces, though. But I brought... These thinking like, oh man, I'm really gonna wow Kyle. Yeah. Because we he has cool shoes all the time, and then it, he shows up with those, man. <laughs> they're just like, white, man. I don't yeah, think they're as cool they're as like, you. I think you have, you're hung up on this. Your shoes are cooler. Like, can we get a show of hands whose shoes are cooler? Those ones or these ones? All right. So uh, Tyler, it's okay. You won't hurt our feelings, except for mine. All yeah. right. And I'm seeing okay, a couple and Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Did you raise your hand for both? Again. You're such a cheater. You're biased. I think oh, you won. I think yellow won yeah. on this I one, though. I think yellow won. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> See? feels okay about it. You're right, though. Too many laces. I had, I had a boss at my last job tell me, the secret of success is never having to tie your laces again. So I have gone all slip-on shoes ever since. So I one thing laces. I'm going to teach everyone here this evening, you're going to go home. <clears throat> it's not evening yet, but... It feels like evening because you're in a movie theater. Um, you can double bow your laces and pull them apart with one fell swoop. 
Don't think that it's a, you know, this is a permanent situation if you tie your shoes into a double bow. You're not going to have to tie your shoes. You just do one knot, two bows. Anytime you want, one swift motion, it's done. It's not common enough knowledge, and I want you to know. Hey, hey, consider your lives enriched. Yeah. Okay? Was this what you signed up for when you came to the yeah. uh, Bean Brothers panel? I also have the cure for hiccups. <laughs> well, I mean, now you have to share that also. Oh, I don't want to say one thing about hiccups. Um, I have never had the hiccups. I get two maximum, and that's it. Well, those are hiccups. Yeah, but I've never had like the oh god, I, I can't get I can't get rid of my hiccups. Yet right. I've done that in so many roles of mine, but I have never had the hiccups. I once had hiccups so badly that a friend of mine ended up clotheslining me over a highway meridian as we were walking to and from a camping ground. And it shocked me so much that it cured my hiccups, and I thanked him, even though I had a big, like, scratch on my face and everything. Um, so quickly, the cure for hiccups. <laughs> so it wasn't that. <laughs> yeah, we got a you have to, to get a friend to clothesline you over a meridian. Yeah, yeah. anytime uh, you have hiccups, find a meridian by a highway yeah, and exactly. have a friend clothesline you. And if you can't What's find a friend, What's the speed limit? The speed limit was 45, sorry. That's got to be 55 plus. Um, no, the cure for hiccups is this. You have to exhale all of the breath in your body, and then actively, all of it, and then actively choose not to breathe back in for as long as you humanly can. Your body's going to want you to breathe back in. You tell your body, no, we don't want these hiccups anymore. And if you do that to the point where you feel like you're kind of going to die, and then you go, <laughs> you won't have hiccups anymore. So I'm, just asphyxiate yourself. Yeah, that's that's, all. Just, I'm looking forward to the news report. Just die and hiccups anymore. Get someone yeah. to, you know, bring you back <laughs> Dozen, to life. Dozens no die at the Creature Feature Weekend following Kyle, Kyle Levine's advice on pickups. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle made me do it. This Kyle guy, God. <laughs> yeah, this quarter-filled auditorium. Uh, yeah, definitely getting stopped back on the border. Themselves. You're actually wanted for uh, involuntary manslaughter. Yeah. All right, so semi-voluntary. Let's. How how did you guys intend to become acting brothers? Like, was this always just a shared goal, or did one say, "Hey, if he can do it"? That made it sound like we're like <laughs> interim brothers. Like we're just acting brothers right yeah. now. We're not. <laughs> the real brothers are gonna show up later. <laughs> we're acting. Yeah. We're the acting Labines. Until this whole lawsuit gets settled, we're acting yeah. brothers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just bringing the real you down Kyle could not be uh, <laughs> make himself available. Um, that's an interesting question. We, in some ways, yes. We grew up with a dad who was like kind of like a tech slut and loved, like, had to have the microwave, had to have like the, you know, like, this is the 80s, right? So, like, anything that came out, he was like, Atar Atari? We'll have, we'll have to have an Atari. And him and our uncle Bill had like, you know, battles between like what was better, VHS and beta. And so, when a video, a home video camera became a thing, my dad was like, yes, we're getting that. And we had this giant Kyocera. Like VHS, you put a tape in the side and like slap it in. And we had this big video camera, and uh, we started making film, like franchise films together. Yeah, our oldest brother Cameron, who's um, two years older than Tyler, seven years older than me, he actually went on to make several films that he wrote and directed, and, and now he writes for Ubisoft, the video game company. So mm -hmm. anyway, he was always more inclined to kind of be the creator and behind the camera type. So he would be the director and the writer and the Editor and, and the <laughs> ego, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> the, the producer. Old, the yeah, old, he was the it's he was true. he was the oldest brother of the movie. Sorry, Megan, did you have something to say? <laughs> did I see a hand up right over here? Megan, uh, did you want to add something silk, to that? Silk dress that's keeping you cool right here. Yeah. Um, probably actually pretty cold now in here. Yeah. 
Um, so we we made a bunch of stuff together, and we had like a one big franchise called the Ch the Adventures of Chung, right? Yeah. And it was wildly offensive. It was the eighties. It was yeah. the eighties. You looked at me like, should I say the name of this, or is that <laughs> yeah, like, are we gonna get canceled? The Adventures. I was very curious what the Chung. name of this was because you did give a very quick like, is this okay yeah. to say? <laughs> Yeah, I saw the twinkle in his eye, and he was like, do it. Uh, we were nine. <laughs> Please don't cancel us for something we did when yeah. we were like five, six, seven, eight years old. It was old. the 80s. It was the 80s. It was the 80s. That's all you have to you, say. It was the 80s. You saw a 80s, twinkle man. in your eye. I saw Kyle saying, oh, it's your career. Do it, man. <laughs> I already got canceled, um, bro. It was up to so you. So <laughs> we made these movies where we, like, it was bad lip dub. You know what I mean? Like, every kid thought that was awesome in the 80s. And so it was like, our characters were like, and our brother was like, oh, I'm going to get you, and you're out of your mind. And, uh, and we were like, blah, 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 blah. and we thought it was hilarious. And our <laughs> parents were like, yeah, do you guys, when we did it a lot, we like had friends in the neighborhood who would make movies, and we were coming up with like little effects and things we would do. And, um, and then either our, our mom, probably, not our dad, uh, she was like, do you guys want to get an agent in Toronto? We grew up in Ontario, in a suburb of Toronto. And we were like, what? Fuck is an agent? And like, we have to do. We have to go like get dressed up and go downtown. And I think we were all kind of not thrilled. And we went to a meeting at a place called Just for Kids in Toronto. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. And uh, and then we had an agent. <laughs> and and my, our parents were like, "Great, you can make money for college." Uh, it was never an intent. It was, we were never intending to do it as a living. Uh, my dad was like, "You can make money for school, and then you're going to go to school, and you're going to get a real job." Um, he wanted us all to be marine biologists because that's yeah. what he wanted to do. Yeah, none of I, zero of us did that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we like choosing to be acting brothers. Like we kind of did. We we were like we thought at that young age we were like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever, making movies together. Um, so yeah, we did kind of choose it, but I I don't think any of us thought it was going to be a career, you know. I just wanted to be an actor. I tried to separate myself from the whole brother thing. Um, that was harder to ditch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one stuck. Yeah, there's still time. <laughs> but again, just a reminder, mic up there, Q&As. We're going to keep talking. Did I see one over here? <laughs> Megan, did you have your hand up? <laughs> Megan, right, did you want to uh, ask a question? Seventh seat in, just over here. No? Yeah, you down here. On the, uh, what's her name? Uh, Megan. Megan, think, Megan yeah. do you have a question? It's not Megan. It's like it's May. It's like it's May again. It's May again. <clears throat> uh, I have a question. All right. Um, Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, a, that's a I Breakfast a Club reference. Great line. Um, I have a question for Megan. Actually, um, <laughs> I don't actually. Megan, have a you want to come up here? <laughs> yeah. Get up on the mic up there. <laughs> This is, that's Kyle's girlfriend, by the way, guys. Just so you know, we're not just picking on somebody named Megan. No, we, we are. Just, we're just picking, we are we're just picking just on picking my girl. Someone named Megan. <laughs> I don't actually have a question. <laughs> I feel like asking your girlfriend on a stage, hey, can you come up here? I have a question. Is setting a very bad precedent if you're not following through with anything else. No, I know. It's a bad setup for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> the way we do one thing is the way we do all things. Crickets. <laughs> Tony Robbins? I literally heard a cricket in the building somewhere. Yeah, it's just some motivational speaking. You know, I do that too. So I do want to talk a little <clears throat> bit about Reaper because I think that it was a phenomenal show that really is just painfully underserved. I don't even think you can really find it streaming anywhere right now. I, I have no. the DVDs, but like, yeah, it was, I always hoped that there would be at least a movie because it kind of ended a little, it's pretty open-ended as it concluded. We didn't know, we, we were not, in our minds, getting canceled, you know. We, there was a writer's strike, 
don't know if any of you remember that, but like a lot of shows went by the wayside because of that strike. So we had season two. We were critically acclaimed. We were I wouldn't say we were a hit though. Like audiences no. hadn't really caught up to it, but the critics were like, "This is the show," and uh, maybe the only time in my life that's happened. <laughs> and <laughs> and then did someone say, "Aw, yeah, aw." <laughs> I know, poor me. Um, but the the thing I kind of love about that what you just said about how, not streaming is like it w that was such a golden era of like TV DVDs. Remember how exciting that was to go and like buy like oh I Sex in the City. I still do. <laughs> like yeah. So there's a thing that I'm very concerned about in this day and age where it's like you know we're seeing the news reports that like Netflix's stock is not exactly doing great. Yeah yeah yeah. And I'm like, what happens if Netflix decides to shutter its stores like? do all of these shows that never got released on physical media just vanish like it was a fire in the 1930s studio? Like, it, yeah. there's, there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, you need that physical media. I miss yeah. the seasons of DVDs with the commentaries and, yeah. like, getting the Simpsons DVDs where they did a commentary for every episode of Dude, the show. Family Guy, the whole reason <laughs> Family Guy is even a show is because of the DVD because sales. because of the DVD sales. So, like, or Chappelle show. The yeah. reason why Dave Chappelle became a massive superstar is because of the DVD sales of the Chappelle show. But it's, someone brought, they're probably in here, someone brought me a, a Reaper DVD to sign today. And, I like, I touched it. <laughs> I opened it, and I was like, oh, my God. Right. There was, like, DVDs in it? Yeah. And it was like it smelled like a certain era, you know? Well, Reaper even had that cool, like, slide case on yeah, the one. That's <laughs> like, right, that's right, on season two, I think. Yeah. But I don't know. Anyway, I'm, I'm babbling. But the, I really I do love that that show uh, kind of can't be found anywhere because, it, like, the real diehards have the DVD, and I, and I know who they are because they always identify themselves. Um, but yeah, it, w it would be it would be neat if it was on some platform. Some like, if it, like if Shutter bought it. Oh, you know what happened? Fear. Oh, Fear Fearnet or whatever. Fearnet bought it, and we did a reunion. We did a Reaper reunion, and then a, another little small, uh, lesser known fact is that the the women who created that show, uh, Tara uh, uh, Butters and Michelle Fazekas, they wrote a show called Kevin Probably Saves the World with J uh, Jason Ritter. And they brought Sock and Sam onto that show 10 years later when we were like living in a bunker selling old carnival equipment. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and they brought us back on the show. And it was really fun. It was fun to like 10 years later be back in the skin of Sock. Um, I kind of yeah. love when creators do that. I know that uh, Brian Fuller did something sort of like that when he did Dead Like Me. And then when he did Hannibal, he brought the actress from Dead Like Me, but her storyline was like a girl who thinks she's the Grim Reaper and keeps right, killing right, people. Right. And it was like this weird thing where like, That's cool, man. I'm like, wait a second. So is he <laughs> trying to say that Dead Like Me was all in her head for two seasons? Because that's, that's cool. wild. Yeah. It's very meta. Yes. Like and that. then Deadbeat, I'm pretty sure, was that the first Hulu original show? Or it was among no, the first? No, there, there was like, yeah, there was, um, oh God, what was it called? There was like a terrible Western-themed sketch comedy show <laughs> called like like round up <laughs> or like round down or yeah. hulu hulu had a rough start at the beginning yes, with the and, original then, and then there was that cartoon series that seth meyer created called the awesomes yes i do remember that vaguely. and i think that might be it yeah you were very early on in there and that was yeah. the first one i watched of their original shows and was <laughs> like well because I saw that it was you. I'm like, ah, oh, it's sock. It's, oh man! Like, I got yeah. so excited, and that show was brilliant. It's I, Stoner I Ghostbusters. Like, yeah. it's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that show. And season two, it was one thing was that I'll mention is that being used as like the face of Hulu in the beginning, uh, 
just to let people know that they were making original programming was a trip. It was a tiny show. Brad Pitt produced it. I don't know if people know that. So Plan B produced it, and like I got to meet Brad a couple times, and it was really cool. But other than that, it was really like a like a blip of a show. And then when they decided to put it out, they literally used that billboard, yeah. the ghost balloon of me, and they put it everywhere. It was on the side of like skyscrapers and all over Times Square and buses and subways and like and I was in Canada shooting a movie with our brother and I had no idea but for like a month and a half apparently you couldn't get away from my face and people were sending me <laughs> pictures of like me on like Hollywood and Vine like where normally it's like Beyonce you know and there's just a picture of me holding a balloon I was like oh my god I made it Think and, about then, the and then guy. all the billboards came down and that was it. There was some guy in New York who every day he looked at the billboard waiting for Beyonce to brighten his day. And yeah. then for a month like, he was oh, looking at this guy still. Oh, this fucking deadbeat. But I'm he, not watching yeah. this. Then he's like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Well, you also, I mean, Danny DeVito's daughter is in it and she is, talk about like an underutilized talent. She's so good know, in that show and you see her in like nothing really anymore. Yeah, and we had Danny on the show too. Um, Lucy has a new cartoon created by Dan Harmon called Little Demon, and it's really funny. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, so she's not in nothing, but you're right. She didn't, she really, like, even before that show, she hadn't done much. I think she yeah. showed up on Sunny, like, once or twice. So I mean, she was just so, like, she went from not really being in anything to kind of like a third main character of a show yeah, and yeah. crushed it. Yeah, she was great. We had a really great time doing that show, and we had a lot of chemistry, and yeah, it was good. There you fun. go. Yeah, see, we got in, little, in the actor's studio. Wait, there's someone at a microphone. Let's what? get to a cue. Oh, Megan? We got a cue for y'all to A. It's not Megan. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, Sorry. you go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. She, she can come up next. <laughs> Megan, is that cool with you? You go next? Okay. <laughs> so, in uh, Tucker and Dale, um, it's, it's like really funny, but mm. it's also legitimately gory. Mm. How hard was it to, to keep that balance from it going? either too comedic or, or too horror? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> I think one of the main challenges going into that movie, sorry, these lights are killing me. Yeah. Um, the, it, really the movie is one joke, right? Like it's really <laughs> one joke. Um, and when I read the script initially, I was like, oh, that's a funny joke, but like there's, how, do you, how do you keep that up? Like how do you keep that joke up? And so when Alan and I were shooting the movie, we were constantly trying to like, sort of like go home after work and write some stuff and figure out how to like kind of, I don't know, like <clears throat> manipulate the script a little bit more to make it sustainable. But then it, it didn't matter what we were doing. When we saw the movie cut together and how much blood there was, <laughs> that created the balance. Like it did, it, you know what I mean? Like we were just shooting a comedy and you read on a page like guy goes into a wood chipper and you're like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> guy goes into a wood chipper. But then you forget, like, there's copious amounts of blood that come out when a guy goes into a wood chipper. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's not written in the script, so we didn't, we didn't see it. A lot of it was effects, or Shalane was there, and she got doused in, in blood on another day. Like, I wasn't even there. So when we were shooting the movie, Alan and I were like, we're making a comedy. Like, let's just, let's just be funny. And we did that, I think. <clears throat> we also had to keep a lot of fear alive, you know? But the, the reason the fear is funny is because we played it Real, you know, we played for. Right. Uh, Alan is a Juilliard alum. I don't know if you know that. Um, <laughs> I'm not. Um, but we, so it was sort of that. That was the idea. Was that we were making a comedy. We were going to play everything for like real grounded laughs and everything. But then when it was cut together and we saw all the gore and the stuff, 
it just, that's what made the movie. That's what rounded it out and turned it into the thing that I think people love. It's that, it's that genuine nailing on the, you know, they hit the nail on the head with the combo of horror comedy because we didn't know that we were making that movie. Eli did. Eli, the director, knew very much so we were making that movie, and he kind of kept it from us, you know? So I think that's what really worked about it. Has he gone on to do much stuff? He's yeah, he did a movie called Little Evil that I'm also in um, with Adam Scott. And, okay. uh, uh, yeah, oh, my God. Why am I forgetting her name? Yeah, I'm blanking on her name, too. Netflix original. It was a really yeah, good from movie. From Lost and from Ant-Man movies. Uh, oh, um, Evangeline Lilly? Evangeline Lilly, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did that, and then he did the Zombieland pilot for, uh, for Amazon. Remember when people used to vote on what Amazon shows got that made? That was wild. I forgot yeah. that that was a thing that they used to do. <laughs> so they just drop like six pilots and be like, I don't know, what are we funding? Yeah, what do the Sound people off. want? <laughs> the people don't always know what they want. That's no. a fact, but anyway. Yeah. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. He also made me realize I that, I, you. that I Thank took you. A, I, t I took a poll in the down room now. of what they're here for, got a unanimous vote for Tucker and Dale, and then proceeded to talk about Reaper and Deadbeat for 15 minutes, which yeah. I think is yeah. top-notch moderating on my end. Uh, <laughs> next question up there. You're killing, it. You're killing it. Oh, you. Yeah. Hi. I kissed your baby earlier. You did kiss my baby. Yeah. 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 All right. Got a question for you. For me? What was, yes. Okay. What was your favorite part of filming Tucker and Dale? Um, I think... It's funny, the experience of shooting the movie, if I'm being totally honest, was not great. Uh, there was a lot of, a lot of blood, like I said, <laughs> but there was a lot of um, confusion. It was a really low budget movie. We had 17 days to shoot it, which was insane. Whoa. We had producers that were crazy people that had no idea what we were making, which we didn't either, apparently. <laughs> And they were just cutting shit left, right, and center. Like there was a big chase scene at the end with me in the truck with Jangers, and, and then we had to just like shorten it. Like I drive into a tree immediately, and so there was a lot of fighting, and there was a lot of like um, Alan Tudyk is my, uh, one of my closest friends, and I love him to death, but he's he's an angry guy. Can <laughs> be very angry, and, and there was a lot of disagreement, and there was a lot of like putting out fires, and there was a lot of bee sting <laughs> placement <laughs> arguments, and like. You know, it was complicated. It was a complicated movie. Uh, even at one point, we realized that we, after he gets his bowling fingers cut off, they switched the hand between which hand had the fingers cut off three times in the movie. And we had to go back and, like, reshoot because we shot days with him having the, the bandages on the wrong hand. So there was, like, you know, it was insane. So my favorite part of the movie, <laughs> making the movie... Was the drinking, I think? It was the drinking at the end of the day with Alan. Um, and then, honestly, the best day on set <clears throat> was when we blew up the cabin. Uh, I don't know if any of you have been around a giant explosion before, Inten yeah, intentionally. <laughs> um, Alan and I just laid on the ground within, like, safe distance. We had drinks. <laughs> and we just laid there, and we just watched them blow this cabin up. And the percussive... The feeling and the heat and everything, it was just like, it was really exciting. Um, <clears throat> and then the friendship that was born out of it with Eli and Alan really meant the world to me, so, yeah. Yeah, low-budget filmmaking is not always what everyone wants to make it out to be. <laughs> um, I'll tell you a fun story about making the movie that wasn't necessarily, like, fun at the time, but it's crazy. Uh, when, we're, when I'm going into the lake, when uh, Dale's going into the lake, when, when Allison falls in and he goes in to get her, that was February in Calgary. 
in a lake that was frozen that morning, thawed out by the evening, barely. So we were, when we got on the lake, we had to crack through thin layers of ice just to get the boat in the lake. It wasn't even a lake. It was like a little gully in the, in the woods. <clears throat> so we, we went into that. And initially, I had on like a dry suit and a wetsuit, but it looked way too bulky and it looked totally fake. So Eli was like, can we just go down to like a thin wetsuit and you have on your flannel and you go in? And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. And it was like the middle of the night. And I went in and when I hit the water, it was like razor blades in my face. I was just like, oh God. And I got out as fast as I could. And then he was like, can we do it again? And they had brought this little tiny blow up hot tub that I could sit in in between takes. And I would sit in this little hot tub it was not hot, it was like tepid, it was a tepid tub. And, uh, <clears throat> and I went in again, and he was like, we had a technical problem, can we go in again? And I ended up going in six times. And on the, the sixth time that I went in, and every time they had to bring, they only had two shirts and two pairs of overalls. So they were frantically drying the one that I was just in for the next take. So I'd get them, and they were still soaking wet, they just looked a little drier. And I'll put those on over my wetsuit, and I was just like, oh God, it's like three in the morning. And I went in for the final take, not that we knew it was a final take. And I jumped in, and it was, like a, it was like a silt, like clay bottom lake. So I was trudging up the shore from water about here. And I was like, oh, man, I'm really sinking into the clay. Like, I, it's, I can't walk. And I realized that it wasn't that. I just, I was, I, I was hypothermic. I had no feeling in my legs or my arms anymore. And I just fell into the water. And they had to come in and pull me out of the water and put me in the tub. And, yeah, it felt like my heart was just like, bah, 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 bah. and then it just went really slow quiet and it was really weird anyway that's horrifying yeah yeah <laughs> filmmaking everybody yeah Nail. it's a real like just a couple steps away from like bell lugosi and ed wood just being like fuck you you get it yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah i almost died i wrote that on someone's autograph thing today i almost died <laughs> I almost signed, you should just sign everything like that mm -hmm. you got another question up there so in Tucker and Dale, <clears throat> other than the wood chipper, what was your favorite death? Mine? Uh, for Tyler. I mean, you can answer. You can answer. I, I want Kyle's answer yeah. on this, actually. I actually have a question for you, too. Um, I, I, I think I like the, who gets hit by the, the thing that comes from the ceiling and comes down? Doesn't someone oh, get? Oh, yeah, yeah, Philip Granger, the, the, yeah, the yeah. sheriff. I th yeah, I think I like that one. That was, I was just being a dick, but yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, I like that one too. I think my favorite for laughs is probably when, uh, I can't remember the name of the college kid, when there were, I'm like, I think Alan says, you, you gotta take the safety off, or that's me. <clears throat> and he turns the gun around, shoots himself in the face. <laughs> I mean, that one, on the day when we shot it, we were like, that's never gonna work, but it was so funny. Every time he did it, his name was Adam Beauchamp, I think the actor, he was so, he was like, oh, and shoots himself in the face. Which is like kind of gross that we laugh at that, but it is funny. And then um, I think the bees <clears throat> running into the running into the that's so good, man. That whole sequence <laughs> when they're like side by side and Alan's like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? And he's like, oh, my God. It's just it's the setup. And then the the impact of the tree going through his body. It's great. Yeah. I do love how in the dark they are as to what is happening around them for so long into the movie. <laughs> like the obliviousness the, is the so much movie, of the charm. The whole movie, man. Yeah. The whole movie, yeah. <laughs> you had another one for Kyle? Yeah, in Freddy versus Jason, my favorite scene is when Freddy approaches you as the caterpillar. <laughs> yeah. So what was it like to film that scene? <clears throat> That's a pretty cool 
Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, so there was obviously no Caterpillar on set. Um, he canceled last minute. Uh, so we just had to, you know, kind of use our imaginations on that one. Um, so, you know, the stuff where the Caterpillar's on the ground uh, definitely was just kind of, I think most of it, they had a couple cameras set up maybe. And I was kind of just looking off, uh, off lens and just, you know, they would have a piece of tape on something. And I was just imagining... And, you know, obviously I had, there was no sketch available or anything. I was just imagining a freaky fucking caterpillar <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, wanting to smoke weed with that caterpillar for, you know, whatever reason. And, uh, and then when it came time to actually uh, get into some wrestling with that uh, aforementioned caterpillar, they did have, like, this weird green... Uh, I don't know how, I don't know where they got this thing from, if they custom made this specifically. They're like, make something that will be a green screen weird caterpillar. It just looked like this weird Martian breast with all these nipples on it or something uh, green. And so I had to hold that, you know, because they couldn't have like your hands kind of, you know, that would make it impossible for them to CGI in the caterpillar afterwards. So I had to hold on to this thing and just wrestle with it. And, oh! <laughs> You know, for, 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 for the better part of an hour, I probably did, did that type of nonsense. So it was super fun. Yeah, that, that's, you know, that's a good time. Anytime you can get paid to wrestle with a Martian boob, I recommend it. <laughs> we got another question up there? So I have one for Kyle also. So I'm a big Supernatural fan. Okay. And I know you were only in one episode, but it was in the first season, obviously when it was still really dark and before it got the fandom that it got. Um, what was it like filming that show? And did you get to meet Jared and Jensen? And No, I don't think I ever met them um, on that show. Um, I got to work with Agam Darshi, who's a really talented um, Canadian actress and uh, actually show creator as well. She just created her own show. I can't remember what it's called. Something about dog, urban dog, dirty dog, something like that. But um, I think it's on like... Um, some Canadian, uh, you know, independent uh, networks and things like that. Um, it's very specific, Kyle. Thank you for that. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, and I uh, just said, check her out. She's very talented. Um, and it was really cool. You know, it was, um, it was, I recall it was raining pretty hard that day. And, Because uh, it was the know, Hell House episode, right? I the Hell House. Yeah, that's right. The Hell House episode. Yeah. And here's here's my number one takeaway from working on Supernatural is it was a blast. And, you know, the show, it was really fun to be on that. But God, did I need I, I, I had just gotten uh, I had just been told that I was I, I had landed this role that was taking me to France. And at that point, I was so broke. I had no money to get a passport. And I booked that thing, and I was like, fuck yes. I can pay for my passport, and I can go. And I was going to live in France for six months to do this TV series. But I'm, I'm sure I could have found someone to borrow money from, but I'm just not that type of guy. So I was like, yes, this is allowing me to pay for like my passport and my like uh, visa application, which actually I got denied for. <laughs> I was filming in France for like three months, and they were like, no, your visa application was, was denied. And I was like... Shit, I guess we're not refilming this whole thing. I'm just going to keep working here illegally. Uh, I've kind of gotten off topic here, but um, that's, my, <laughs> that's, my, that's my number one takeaway was I was like, fuck yes, I booked this thing and I could afford to you know, get the passport and everything. And it was lots of fun. It was, it's very cool to be on a show that's uh, as renowned as Supernatural for sure. Thanks for the question. What did they do, like 15, 14 seasons? 15. That's insane. And now they're coming out with the Winchester spinoff. <laughs> oh, Lord. really? Yeah. Wow. We got a return guest yep, question. I got one for Kyle this time. What up? Um, so, Freddy versus Jason. Were you satisfied with like where you died in the movie, or would you have liked to stay alive a little longer? I want to stay alive the whole time. I wanted to be holding both of their heads at the end. 
It's like <laughs> Freebird. Yeah, to set up the same. Who had their money on yeah. Freebird? <laughs> Freddy versus Jason versus Freebird. <laughs> yeah, that's I, it. I have a question for Kyle. I, I've seen the movie and I really like it. And then I'll genuinely answer your question. <clears throat> but oh, I thought you had answered that. Question. Not really. <laughs> Go ahead. Did you, your character, ever get referred to as bitch in that movie, or did you get to call anybody bitch in that movie? They, they, they say bitch in that movie so much. I love it. Yeah, there's a. I think it's if you watch that, over like, usage. If, of you, if you watch that movie and took a shot every time the word "bitch" was uttered, you would be going to the hospital. Yeah, I think it's a, it's amazing. Um, no, I don't think I ever got called bitch. I I, I I wouldn't you know put my life on it, but I I definitely as Freddie do some some bitch calling. I call Jason a bitch. You call him times. a bitch. I thought so. Yeah. And I said, let me handle this bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, referring to Jason. <laughs> yeah, Jason's yeah, yeah. A, That's very funny. Um, yeah, actually, it was kind of debatable. I was like, "Am I calling?" I think uh, I think it's Monica Kina that comes and kind of is like, "We gotta go, we gotta go." I think it was her. It might have been Kelly Rowland, but I think it's Monica Kina. And I kind of go, "Let me handle this bitch." And I'm like, "Is she the bitch or is Jason the bitch?" Like, it's a really a question of where the bitch, comma is in that sentence. Am I bitches, handling the man. bitch or it's like, "Let me handle this comma, bitch." You know, like. Um, so we landed somewhere in between. Ronnie was non-specific. <laughs> Uh, and then a genuine answer to your question is, yeah, you know, I was just jacked to, uh, to, to, to make it kind of the bulk of the way through the movie. And, uh, and I, you know, I, I thought it was a really cool death. So, uh, you know, getting a full body prosthetic made uh, and everything. And, and they, had, they had one shot. They were like, we're cutting this prosthetic in half. If this doesn't go well, we have no backup. So, you know, it was very high stakes on set. Everybody was like, okay, this has to go well. So we, we went into the spot and freeze framed, and they're like, okay, hey, get out of there, bring the prosthetic in. And then they had one shot, and I got to watch on the monitor as they cut me in half, and blood spurted everywhere, and that's what you see. That's nice. horror, Thanks folks. for the question. Yeah. Woo. Uh, so I actually was doing uh, the Hocus Pocus reunion earlier, and someone came up and asked a really great question of the panel, so I want to ask it to you as well which was, um, what would you say is your best and worst film experience throughout your career? <clears throat> Ty, you want to go as first? A, as an actor or as a fan? Uh, as an actor. <laughs> okay. Um, my best acting experience, um, I would probably say Deadbeat or Reaper. Reaper was like one, like a defining moment for me as an actor, where I was like, "Oh my God, I can get away with this!" Like, I, I, I remember at one point after we shot the pilot, they audience tested it. You guys know what that is, where they test it and people have like a little dial and they, "Oh, this is funny. This isn't." And I was the highest testing character in the history of the CW at that time, <laughs> and so, and it, well, a lot of it was ad lib because it was Kevin Smith that directed the pilot, and he was just like, "Go, dude." And so I got a letter from Don Ostroff, who ran the CW at that time, and she said, Tyler has permission to do whatever he wants on the show. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's dangerous, man. And it became like this, like I, I wanted to test that, I wanted to test that theory. Like, what can I get away with? And I just tried everything on that show. And that's when I realized, like, I am the type of person, and this isn't me, like, tooting my own horn, but like, I can be disgusting, and I can be deplorable, and I can be like a real scumbag, and people are still like, I like that guy. Yeah. 
So that's why I realized that I could do that. And that's like a superpower. I don't do it in real life. I mean, on camera. Yeah. I'm not a scumbag in real life. But it, I mean, I do want to call out that like Kevin Smith is pretty infamously not a guy who likes improv in his movies. I know. So you getting that free pass is extra cool. Well, he realized early on that I liked doing that. And so it began, which he now does a lot. He'll shout things out from behind the camera. He's just like, hey, say this. And I didn't like that. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't like someone yelling from the darkness, like, say this. <laughs> I just feel like a monkey. So I would take what he said, and then I would just like quickly run through my filter and turn it into what I wanted it to be. And initially, he was like, just say what I want you to say, man. And I was like, no. <laughs> and then I was like, I can't. It feels weird. I feel like it won't come out the way you want it to, because it's too, like, I don't know, uh, he, controlling. <laughs> he couldn't give Ben Affleck or Matt Damien the freedom. No, he gave you. He gave the freedom. Freedom. Yeah, and so I think what happened <laughs> those, was those guys are hacks. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they can't improv. They're just you know? amateurs. Man. Not they were everyone hacks. who's a great actor can improv. But we, so we developed that rapport, and then that's why he asked me to come do Zach and Miri. And Zach and Miri was literally three lines on the page, and he was like, "Just do whatever you want, man. Just make it up." And that's when like Huck and Chuck at football and Ben Roethlisberger and I, you know, I need coffee, so I'm drive home and yeah, I'll take a cold one. All these quotable lines that came from that movie were just me. And him, like, just, like, making shit up. I love you know? that. So, anyway, that... It's one of the most <clears throat> quotable, memorable scenes in the entire movie. Yeah, of my career, honestly. A lot of people are, that, like, I get people shouting that out their moving car windows at me. <laughs> I got chocolate football! Like, oh... Right, right on, man. Nice car with the mic to the hockey jacket. this guy here. I'm seeing that improv coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see me do my impression of Croker earlier? Yeah, that was, that was spot great. on. Um, anyway, so Deadbeat and Reaper were like those moments. And Re Reaper, uh, Deadbeat, sorry, I'm so tired, guys. Uh, uh, worst, worst experience. Deadbeat was my other best experience because I, I, I knew that that was sort of, I was getting to that age where I was like, I, I don't want, I can't do this anymore. I can't play like the dumb stoner, like funny best friend anymore. I'm getting too old. And. I'd started like dyeing my beard by that point <laughs> a little bit, and I was like, oh man. And so I was like, this might be my last chance to do this thing that I love doing, which is like being the full tilt, like idiot boob, like doing all that stuff. So I just did it to the nth degree, and I was like, I'm gonna leave it all on the, on the floor, you know? And I did, so I love that. <clears throat> and then my worst experience shooting was probably this. I was on Planet of the Apes, yeah, it was this moment right now. You guys, right are all, here. You guys are all in a new movie <laughs> of mine right now. No, I, I was on Planet of the Apes, and we were doing a rehearsal for a big scene, uh, me and James Franco <clears throat> and Rupert Wyatt, the director, and I had it was like a hot Vancouver day. Not that it gets that hot in Vancouver, but it was hot. And they, I was a lot bigger, and they had me in these big hospital scrubs, and I was really, really fond of going commando at that time. No underwear. And... and uh, we, we were doing a big blocking for the crew, and Rupert had suggested that I have this like bouncy ball, and I'm throwing it at the wall while we're doing the scene. And it goes a little errant, and I go to catch it with my leg, and from the back of the seam of my crotch all the way to the front, it just went and ripped open, and there's like 50 crew members, and everybody, and my, everything was just dangling, and I was like, oh God, and I had to like scoop everything up. And like wardrobe came running in, and they're just nice like, humble like, brag oh there. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> you, you still have to scoop up. I had to pick time. it up off the ground real quick. And <laughs> Tuck it back into my sock. <laughs> yeah. you, you have to scoop up marbles too. You know what I mean? Like it's not like I'm bragging about the size. 
You gotta scoop anything up. I scooped it up. <laughs> scoop. And, uh, and then we had to like walk like a quarter mile <laughs> from the sound stage to my trailer, which was, you know, this little fucking rinky dink, whatever. And uh, we we're just walking the whole way there and I just was holding all my stuff and wardrobe was just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, we'll get there, we'll get there. I was just like walking through and people were like, what's going on with that? I was like, it's okay, don't worry, pay no mind. And uh, I don't think I ever went commando ever again after that. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was maybe my worst experience. Also funny. <laughs> Kyle? Uh, I'll start with my worst, then go with my best, just to be different than my brother, because that's my MO. Um, so worst, uh, this one's kind of interesting. Nothing, nothing like super traumatic comes to mind. I mean, maybe some stuff when I was younger, working in the snow and just being cold, but I don't think that's very entertaining. Um, I, the worst memory that came to mind was I had this one day, it was on a movie, actually Ty was in it too, uh, where we, it was a movie, David Bowie was kind of the big name oh on it. it. It ended up being called Mr. Rice's <laughs> Secret, I think. It was originally called Exhumed. Mr. Rice. Okay. Oh yeah! Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Megan. Or the claps there. Um, I, and, uh, sorry, she's so embarrassed. Um, and I had, I had, uh, I was like, Ty was a little bit more featured in the movie, and I had this one day where I was just like bullying the kind of real. He's this kid's got cancer, and I'm just ripping on him. Did we both like, play bullies in that movie? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, oh yeah, God, yeah. That's and um, so I'm just kind of ripping on him. He's like at this baseball tryout, and I'm throwing this ball back and forth, and I'm like, I'm like making fun of him because he he like wets the bed, and there was this one line that um, was, you still uh, wet the bed and have scary, wary nightmares, something very similar to that. And I could not stop saying, do you still have wet dreams? <laughs> I, I, and it was like, the first time it happened, everyone thought it was fucking hilarious, right? <laughs> you still have wet dreams? And, and they were like, ha ha, everyone killed herself very much to how Tyler's doing right now. <laughs> And and then I did it the second time, and everyone <laughs> laughed, and they thought, okay, okay, all right, let's do it for real now. And I must have said it like six or seven consecutive times to the take, to the point where the director came over and he was like, it's wet the bed and have scary, wary dreams. And I was like, I'm so fucking sorry. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why I, I can't do this. <laughs> I finally got it. I think I got a fucking round of applause, oh a very God, sarcastic dude. round of applause. And um, yeah, that was, I felt, I was like, I don't, I, my brain was like in this weird glitch. So yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty bad. Um, and then it's really hard for me to pin down my, my best. <laughs> that was around the time you were having a lot of wet dreams, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, it's a Freudian slip over and over and over again. Um, and then my best one, it's really hard to pinpoint, but I would just say that, you know, I've been lucky enough to have a few times that uh, I've booked stuff that's taken me overseas, and uh, you get this uh, experience where you're not just kind of like working with people like, you know, okay, we work together and then you kind of go home and go your separate ways, but you're, you're able to be in this kind of um, situation with these people where you live together and they're your friends. You know, it's like work is done after a 12, 13 hour day and you're like, hey, what are we doing this weekend? And it kind of just forces you into this environment where it feels a little bit, and I don't want to say guerrilla filmmaking style, but you just feel like you're really... Um, all kind of pulling in the same direction and you're a real community in that. So I would say those experiences. I got to do a show over in France for six months um, and also artistically in that show I had a lot of leeway. Actually it's funny Ty, I've had a couple experiences that are a bit the same, not quite the same but uh, both Samurai Girl and Grand Star where they actually uh, like Kyle gets to go. 
Yeah, Samurai Girl, they sat everyone down and they had a big chat where they were like, you can't change the lines. Like, don't. We, we, what's written is what we want you to say. And we're not, you know, we're not improving. We're not doing whatever. And they had this big chat with everyone. And then after they all left, they were like, except for you. You, you. <laughs> you got to do your thing. And I was like, okay, thanks. So I would just say any one of those experiences where, you know, you've been in that community. And also just the experience of living and, and, and working somewhere else was fantastic. So I, I would say one of those experiences. All right. I think we can take one more question. Megan? Sorry, I just wanted to hit. Oh, crap, Megan, it is your turn. Yeah? No? <laughs> Did more people okay. show up? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, sorry, Hi. I was wanting to piggyback a little off of the question you just kind of had, but for both of you, you both worked with a lot of really like awesome people. Um, and I just wanted to know kind of what your, your favorite, if you had a favorite or most memorable person that you were able to work with. And then I did, you kind of answered Alan Tudyk, but I didn't want to ask uh, oh, it's not Tyler. Alan. How how, uh, <laughs> how it was to get to work with him, also. Oh yeah, Alan is fantastic. He's, uh, you know, the, the 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 funny thing about Alan is like, he's a fantastic actor. Where'd you go? Oh, <laughs> he's a, he just disappeared. Um, he's a fantastic actor, but it's what you see with Alan is kind of what you get. Like he's really great at like manipulating who he is. But Alan Tudyk is Alan Tudyk. Like you, the way he is on camera, the way like he's just—I don't know if you ever met him, but he's—you meet him and you're like, oh, holy shit, you're that guy. Like you're, you know. <clears throat> anyway, it's it's pretty fascinating. Um, what was the question? Uh, favorite person you've worked with? <laughs> favorite I'll, person I've worked with? I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, go um, so I've got a couple. Um, I couldn't narrow it down to just one. Uh, some really amazing kind of Canadian talent. Uh, when I was really young, I got to work with Colleen Dewhurst, who is this amazing, uh, beautiful older actress. Um, and uh, she kind of, I was very, I was like seven. I remember at one point, I she forgot a line, and I gave her her line as a, as a seven-year-old to this like 80-year-old, you know, award-winning legend. I was like, your line is this. And she very calmly, but very firmly looked at me and said, Kyle, don't ever give another actor their line. And I went, okay. <laughs> I never forgot that. And I remember that forever. So her, I was able to work with Ben Kingsley on a, probably the goofiest movie Ben Kingsley's ever done, but um, uh, just, just his presence was like... Uh, Unreal. So um, yeah, I would say probably, and also on the same the same set as um, Colleen Dewhurst, Sarah Pauly, who I really looked up to as a child actor. She was just a few years older than me, and just so present and so giving as an actress. And um, I would say those those people. That that show, by the way, is called Road to Avonlea. I don't know if you guys know it. It's like the Anna Green Gables show, and the amount of talent like Faye Dunaway, Christopher Lloyd, Treat Williams. Uh, Graham Greene, uh, Colleen Dewhurst, Jackie Birch. I mean, Jackie. Jackie Burroughs, Yeah. Uh, like the list goes on. The people that were Kyle came on Levine, that show. Ryan, Ryan Gosling made <laughs> Ryan an appearance Gosling on that came show. Came on that show. I was on that show for. It a was kind of like a Canadian Little House on the Prairie-ish type yeah. thing, which I just remembered. I've been trying to remember the name of that Little House on the. I kept saying like the Partridge <laughs> Family, and I was like, that's not it. <laughs> little House on the Partridge Hill. Um, I just remembered something. This is probably a private conversation for me and Kyle, so can you guys all turn around? Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're okay. not. Uh, <laughs> Mercedes Rule and I just worked together. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Kyle yeah. worked on that Ben Kingsley movie. Kyle worked with Mercedes as well. Yeah, it was like these two Academy Award winning actors and this like 
goofy Halloween magic inspired home alone knockoff movie that was like yeah. the first time I saw it was like eight years later in Germany. I was like, what the fuck? And it was like <laughs> Did you play was, did yeah. you play a guy named Dumb Dave? Dumb Dave, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dumb Dave, everybody. Yeah. Who are your favorite who are your favorite actors you work with? All right, my favorite actors that I've worked with. Huh, Kyle Labine. We have worked together a couple times. <clears throat> we have, yeah. Um Kyle came on Reaper and was hilarious for an episode too. Uh, I've worked with a lot of people, man. Uh, I think one of my favorite moments, I didn't work with him on camera, but meeting John Lithgow, uh, I'll just tell you the story really quick. I was in Vancouver shooting uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and we had been shooting for like a few days, and everyone was kind of getting to know each other, and I was walking past like the line of trailers going down to mine, and I, I walked past John Lithgow, and he's in his chair, and he's sitting just reading a newspaper like, He's the, way giant. John, the way that Johnny Lithgow would read a newspaper, he's just out there, like, folding it in the weirdest kind of contrived way. And I walked by, and I was like, holy shit, that's John Lithgow. And I got about 20 paces past him, and I hear these little footsteps running after me, like, excuse me, Mr. Levine? And I turn around, and it's this assistant that popped up out of nowhere, and he's like, um, Mr. Lithgow is requesting your company at his chair. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I turn around, we walk back 15 steps or whatever, and I'm like, Hi. And he, he folds, he's like, folds his paper up, puts it under his leg, and he's like, Tyler Labine? I'm like, yeah, he's like, Johnny Lithgow. And he gives me this huge handshake. And, uh, and I said, oh, my God, uh, I'm so excited to meet you. Like, I'm such a fan. And, and he put his hand on my chest, and he went, oh, pshaw. <laughs> and I said, that is such a John Lithgow thing to say. <laughs> And he was like, oh, <laughs> and, was like, and then from that moment on, like whenever we saw each other, he was like, oh, we were like all touchy-feely. And anyway, John Lithgow was great. Um, oh, pshaw. <laughs> no, who says that? Oh, pshaw. Uh, and then I got to work with Danny DeVito on uh, Deadbeat, and he was just, he just tickled me pink, literally. <laughs> he's, uh, he's the funniest human being I think I've ever worked with. Um, and then... I also want to throw out Callum Keith Rennie. He was yeah. an oh, awesome Callum, person yeah, to work Callum with. Yeah, he's incredible. Well, you guys I, I, I'm from getting the light California in the back that they are cutting us short. All right, we're being point. cut short. But uh, uh, one more, just one more, one more, more, one more. One more is probably uh, Fred Armisen. All right, the there best. we go. There you go. Everybody, go and check out the Bean Brothers in the signing area. Go meet them, get some autographs. We're there also, tomorrow, too. Also, go see Good Old Fashioned Orgy, which is a painfully underrated movie. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, if you want to see me fake have sex. Yeah. And then once you spend all the money over there, if you have 10 bucks, come buy some t-shirts off of me at the Horror Movie Night table. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs>